Look, if your allegory is so malleable that it can conceivably map onto any sort of in-group-out-group dynamic, then maybe it pays for its popularity in its utter lack of a coherent moral vision of the world. Chapter 5, Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley? Diagon Alley? I have no thoughts on the title of this chapter. So Harry wakes up, and it's not all a dream, and he is going to wizard school, and he has to pay owls in something called nuts, or newts? K-nuts? I don't know. And then Hagrid is like, have a cold sausage, because we're going to a bank for wizards that's run by goblins, and it's called Gringotts. And then Haggard says that he isn't supposed to use magic, but he'll propel the boat magically if Harry promises not to tell anyone at Hogwarts about it. And Harry's like, uh, Hogwarts is a pedagogical institution that I am completely unfamiliar with, so I think it'll be fine. And then Haggard is like, well, since I'm a backstory device, first and foremost, let me tell you about something called the Ministry of Magic. And they tried to get Mumblecore to be the minister, and he didn't want to leave Hogwarts, and so they got this incompetent schmuck named Cornelius Fudge instead. And then we find out that the purpose of the Ministry of Magic is to keep muggles from knowing that wizards exist. So they're kind of like the COINTELPRO of the world, I guess. And Harry's like, well, who the hell cares whether people know about wizards? And Hagrid's like, oh, well, if people knew wizards existed, they'd try to get them to use magic to solve actual human problems and ease their suffering and shit. And so it turns out that wizards have an interestingly calibrated sense of morality, to say the least. And then Hagrid is like, so uh, I keep animals in my pockets and shoot fire from my fingers and I ride around on a flying motorcycle, but a fucking parking meter? Are you kidding me? And so then Hagrid and Harry get on a train and Hagrid starts knitting, which is honestly adorable and makes me like him. And then conveniently, Hag uh, Harry takes out his letter and there's two pages even though he only noticed that there was one the night before, it's like all of a sudden, oh no, he didn't see that there was twice as much letter. So then it's like a, just a list of all these like school supplies he needs to start school. And the note is kind of funny because it's a mix of like totally banal shit and then also crazy wizard shit. So it's like the books are like spells and shit for dummies by Bethesda Ballsack and, you know, magic theory by... Theodore Adorno, and like, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by J.K. Rowling. And my favorite part is that the students can bring an owl, or a cat, or a toad. And I hope it's like all the toad kids get grouped together, and then like you have to eat with the other toad kids, and the owl kids have to eat with the other owl kids. And then Hagrid is so fucking weird that Harry thinks this whole thing might be a cruel joke that the Dursleys are playing. Which actually makes sense, because, like, of course, Harry has massive PTSD and has only ever been subjected to, like, the totalizing institution of the Dursley's cupboard. And then they go to this pub named the Leaky Cauldron, which I'm sure is, like, actually the name of a fucking Harry Potter-themed pub by now. And Harry meets all these drunk-ass bar people. Uh, he meets, like, fucking Dolores Armpit and, like, Matilda Mudflap and, like, fucking Cornelius Sludgefucker is there. And, and then Dirk Diggler from Boogie Nights is there and thinks that Harry is awesome. And then they go to the Goblin Bank. And, dude, the way the narrator describes the Goblin is, like, seriously weird as fuck. It's like, 
The goblin was small and had a swarthy, clever face and a hooked nose and a tiny hat. I mean, like, the narrator seriously might as well have just, like, put three fucking parentheses around the goblin's name. So Harry gets his money from the goblin bank, uh, and then he gets fitted for a robe, and there's this one kid next to him who's, like, super annoying, and he's, like, a total legacy kid. He's like, my family's been in Hogwarts for, like, a zillion years. And he's like, imagine if you're in fucking Hufflepuff. What a bunch of fucking dorks those guys in Hufflepuff are. And so I'm guessing this means that Harry is going to go to Hufflepuff. But, like, honestly, more than anything, I'm I'm only wondering if Harry is going to bring a cat or an owl or a toad. And the kid's like, I'm a jock, and I play, I'm going to be on the Quidditch team. And Quidditch, we find out from Hagrid, who's, again, just like the giant backstory device, is a sport that involves broomsticks and four balls. As if this chapter needed more uh, sexual innuendo. So basically, we find out that Hufflepuff are dumb people and Slytherin are evil people. So that's cool. And then Harry goes into the wand shop. And there's a creepy wand guy. And the creepy wand guy is like, your mom liked 10-inch wands and your dad had an 11-inch wand? And I'm just like, fucking come on. Uh, And then the creepy wand guy is like telling him about his father's wand and he's getting like closer and closer to Harry's face until they're literally face-to-face, almost kissing. So that's fucking weird. Oh, and in case you were curious, uh, Voldemort sported a 13.5-inch wand and Hagrid's wand was 16 inches, but it was bendy. But like, it's not the size, it's what you do with it. And so then creepy wand guy is like, they broke your wand when you were expelled, Hagrid. And Hagrid is like, you're right, creepy wand guy. I definitely don't use my wand ever anymore. And then he like furtively holds onto his umbrella, which definitely isn't made of wand. And so then creepy wand guy gives Harry a nine inch wand and then a seven inch wand. And then he settles on an 11 inch wand and apparently the 11-inch wand has the same feather as Voldemort's wand, and that is apparently very interesting or something. And then Harry gets all emo about how everyone thinks he's special, but he doesn't know shit about being a wizard. And then for some reason, Hagrid sends him back to be tortured by his aunt and uncle some more. Like, what the fuck, dude? You saw how they treated him. I was starting to like you, Hagrid. I really was. I was like, this Hagrid guy? Not bad. He knits. Knitting's fucking cool. He, uh... He, he carries owls around in his uh, in his purse or whatever, in his pouches, and that's pretty fucking cool. But then he just sends Harry back to be tortured some more. Like, bro, don't you have, like, a couch he can sleep on or something? This dude literally lives in a cupboard. Anyway, oh, and also uh, Harry, um, he chooses an owl. But he doesn't even really choose it. Hagrid chooses it for him, which I think is a cop-out. I wanted to see what Harry would choose because uh, I think that Harry would have chosen a cat. That's my That's my thought on that and it's weird this is a really actually i, I kind of liked this chapter other than the weird anti-semitic shit uh about the goblin bank and also the weird sexual innuendo wand shit but other than that i thought that the world building was really cool there was like a lot of um they parse out the information they sort of they, they, they sort of parcel it out in in ways that it doesn't overwhelm you so you feel like you're kind of like sliding smoothly into this bizarre wizard world so i like that Overall, even though it was uh, a longer chapter than we're used to, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, of action. It was just really a, a day of shopping. We learn a little bit more about the metaphors related to wizards and muggles, but not enough to really give me a sense of where that allegory is going. 
There was also this whole thing about this room 713 that had some crazy shit in it, but I didn't really understand any of that, so I'm just going to reserve judgment. I'm thinking that that's just something that's going to come up later, maybe, or is something that is uh, a reference to something that I don't understand. And that's about all I have to say about this chapter, so I will fucking see you later.